All right. So fourth is open with the right ice breaker. You want to give them ice? I want to give them ice. Yes, no. Yeah. This is the Village Church Community Group Leadership Training Podcast. Our goal is to help you grow your skills to lead amazing groups. Hey, it's Suze McLeod. Today we're here with Matt Souls. Matt is a pastor at the Village Church, and Matt has been leading groups for many years. We are going to address discussion in groups. So have you ever been in your group and the discussion is just weird or funny or you notice just crickets? There's been many times where I feel like a group discussion has gone bad. And over those years that I've been leading, I've learned six secrets to great group discussions. And first and foremost in that is members need to come prepared for the discussion. So what that means is that everyone in that group discussion has to have listened to the sermon and come prepared to your community group. And they can do that even if they miss the service. All of our audio for the services are up by 5 p.m. every Sunday. It's on Facebook Live if they couldn't be at church. And so there's there's ample opportunity for everyone to come there. Okay, so what about the people who aren't listening to it? How can a leader help their people get that buy-in? Well, as a leader, your job is to make others successful. And so throughout the week, maybe two days before your group, you can send everyone the link and say, hey guys, just in case you missed the sermon this weekend, here's the link so you can listen to it. Okay. Also, before every discussion, ask the group who here listened to the sermon. And so then people have to kind of be accountable to one another that they did or did not listen to the sermon that week. Oh, I love that. Okay. So then second is the leaders also need to come prepared. You as the leader have to read the community group discussion questions before Mm -hmm. the group Mm -hmm. starts. Mm -hmm. You have to know where you want to go with the discussion. You have to know if you want to edit any of the questions. And so you need to come prepared to that community group also. Yes, I love that. I think that people in the group can feel when their leader has read through the questions before they're reading them. I have even found when it's like couple-led I love when like the wife will say to the husband, remember when we talked about in number three, and it just, as a group, it makes me feel responsible. It makes me Mm -hmm. feel like they care about the discussion. So I love that, Matt. Yeah. And then third is don't rely too heavily on the provided questions. While those questions are great, they might not be the best questions for your group. Okay. And so think ahead of time about Maybe there's a question that you want to ask that's not even on the sheet Mm. during our Jacob series. Oh, yeah. Give me an example, Matt. Okay. So during our Jacob series, we went through how Jacob's name was changed from Jacob, which means deceiver, to Israel, which means wrestled with God. And so I just asked the group, I said, hey, if you were to pick a name an adjective that would actually describe kind of your sin habits, Mm. what would that name be? And then if you could choose a name that God would give you as a a new name, what do you want to be known for? And we went around and said, well, man, my, my sin name would be um, manipulator. Mm. And I would want my new name to be steady, you know? And so I, actually that was mine. Yeah, um, I love that. So just those type of questions are good for your group because you know them best. Right. And maybe you know where you want that discussion to go there. Maybe to with owning the question, you're able to lead the people through more easily. Although I do love the questions that we get provided, but sometimes, you know what, they're not going to they're going to fall flat on your group. So go ahead. Give us more tips. All right. So fourth is open with the right ice breaker. You want to give them ice? I want to give them ice. Yes. No. Open with the right ice breaker. Or I also like to call that a hook. 
Oh, I what like is going to get their hearts and minds engaged in where you're going to lead this discussion? Because you are the driver. And so if you get them hooked into it, then you can flow through from question to question and they they want to be part of the conversation. Oh, okay. So what you're saying about an icebreaker for me is I view icebreakers as let's just basic get to know the people in the group, but you're saying you can use an icebreaker to actually right. lead them into the sermon discussion. Right. I don't think the icebreaker is necessarily to get to know the people, although it's good when it shares a personal story because then they're able to share that. I think the primary role of that first question is I want to snag everyone's hearts. Okay. I want to bring them into this discussion. And so the number five is let other people lead frequently. Mm. You don't have to be the only voice that they share. And then I think that also helps you if you are discipling the next leader for your group or a person that will go off and start their own group. That gives them skills and that gives them experience to lead groups. Yeah. And can I just put a plug in for our other podcast on choosing an apprentice leader? mm. That would be a great one to listen to that we talk a little bit more about how to lead an apprentice through that process of becoming a leader. But yes, giving someone else the chance to lead is a great way for them to also feel, right? They start to feel when there is crickets, they're they're thinking, oh, I don't like this. So then everybody now plays a part. That's a good secret to leading a great discussion only if you follow back with those leaders and give them, you know, two or three things they did well and two or three things they can work on. Oh, I so love it's that. actually a growing opportunity for them. Okay. Okay. What else? And then lastly, number six is stop the rabbit trail. You as the leader are the driver. And if if the discussion isn't going where you want it to go, it's your job to interject. It's it's your job to bring them back on the trail of where you want this discussion to go. Is there any way you could give me an example of that? It's kind of a tricky one. If you're leading a good group, they should know that you are going to interject when they speak. So okay. when you ask a question and a member answers, they should expect you to follow up to that answer. Mm. Say, hey, Suze, that was a really great insight. And I think that leads us to our next question. And so you're driving that next question and you're keeping the group on task. If you have a group member, you know, that loves the rabbit trails or loves to hijack a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to lead a group where I appointed someone to be the czar of hijackery. Oh. And someone in the group went, they would just raise their hand, hijack. Oh, okay. And the that's the pretty was, blatant. That is very yeah, blatant. Yeah, it's very um, obvious. But I think you, as a leader, can do that in a gentle way and just right. say, "All right, guys, that's that's really great." And I would love to have that discussion after this because I really want to know more about that story. But let's get to this next question. And so that kind of affirms the person that's going on the rabbit trail that you know what they're sharing some great things. Their story is really important. Yeah. But it's just not the right time for that. But hey. After this, when we're having our snack, I would love to hear more about that because right. that sounds really cool. Right. Or maybe point it towards prayer time sometimes if it's getting too reflective, mm-hmm. you know. Super helpful today, Matt. I appreciate that. And I think leaders need to be encouraged that leading a great discussion is a muscle that they can grow. Mm-hmm.